Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Uh, Solly here with DJ and Big Randy. Welcome uh, back. This is my podcast now. Yeah, I they, what, great job. What did oh, you? What you. were your takeaways from hosting? Oh, it's so, it's so much more difficult than Solly makes it sound. I mean, it's oh, just <laughs> having those questions ready right off the top of your head. I mean, I was, steering the conversation with with a, you know just grilling someone like Zach. It's just. It's brutal, but you, you make it look easy. In my head, I was like, man, this job is pretty tough. Like, not everyone could do this. And I, like, listened to you. I was like, oh, God, that's, like, really easy. It's really not that hard of a job at all. So, Well, hey, welcome back. Thank you. And congratulations on the engagement. Thank you very much. Thank you for you know, announcing know. that to the world. That was... Uh, I don't know. I, I thought that... You no, put it on beautiful. your Instagram. I know, but oh, there's okay. a lot more people listening to this podcast than uh, than uh, follow me on Instagram. But yeah. yeah. No. That, Dozens of people listen to this podcast. Exactly. Dozens of unique visitors actually That's listen true. to this. It's all podcast. about uniques. But yeah, monthly active users. But thank you. It's thing. it's good to be back. Re-energized. The vacations really do help. Speaking of big tech data, Big Randy's here. I know you're you're a big uh, analytics guy, right? Hey, yeah, I've been grinding all day. Solly, congratulations. <laughs> I got a lot of questions about the kill house living arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're engaged, I just want to say does, I've does subleased. This mean I'm moving out. Yeah, or? well, I've subleased your room. Um, <laughs> Some guy, some guy named Trent's now living there. So. Well, I think uh, some people probably still think that we still have a weird living arrangement somehow, that some people's wives live in this house with us, which... It's like uh, the Manson family yeah, right here. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, uh, we're keeping the kill house. As of now, there's no major changes structurally going on um, with any of that. Speaking of the Manson family, anybody see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Oh, it's awesome. Go see it. <laughs> Quick aside. On it, oh, that's it. the Tarantino. Film? Oh my gosh! What well, a tour de force. Well, I didn't watch much golf this weekend, so we're gonna we can keep doing this stuff, <laughs> or you guys can tell us about the Northern Trust or what you what you guys witnessed today. What's which would you rather do? Yeah, so it's about we, these two we actors. Know the- <laughs> one one's an actor, and one's a stunt man. Uh, Let's just get through it so we get to Bryson. I know that's what everybody <laughs> listening is excited for. That I can't wait to hear what Big Randy has to say about his best friend. Um, <laughs> but uh, what what uh, tell us tell me about the Northern Trust? Patrick Reed won. Um, I, I mean, you know, I, I, should we? I I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm at a little bit of a loss. I don't, I don't mean to sound like flippant about this. I know it's a big event and it's a big purse and it's uh, allegedly very important. But it, it was really tough to tough to get into, man. The only thing I, positives first it was fun to watch Abe answer. I'm psyched he's going to be. Uh, I think he's Honest pretty Abe. well, pretty well locked up for a Presidents Cup spot. Um, he was fun to watch. And he got into the top 70 for the BMW championship. Which is huge. Like, you know, you don't have to. Livelihoods were decided. Oh, gosh. We're going to get into this in a million different ways. But, like, the difference between watching watching that, and I know this is, like, the biggest hipster take, but the difference between watching that and watching the Portland Corn Ferry event, like, it's it's like two different sports. Like, it's not even it's not even close. Like, it's so much more entertaining to watch watch those guys where it really means something. And, like trying to squeeze drama out of this like Northern trust thing where it's like, Oh my God. And what a chip in from Troy Merritt that he's punching his ticket to Chicago. That's so cool. And you look it up and you're like, Troy Merritt's won eight and a half million dollars on tour. Like who gives a shit if he's going to play one more event or not? Are you really going to like try to make me care about this? Like, 
Which to your point, Ugh. you said also like seventy to thirty is a lot more interesting, like because there's a master's birth on the line. That's kind like, of yeah. That's what kind of hit me this week more than anything was like it is cool to see some like Harold Varner. You know, again, it's the same kind of thing where it's like, do I care if Harold Varner gets into look? Nobody loves Harold Varner more than me. We all love Harold Varner, uh, but it's like, do I really care if he gets into BMW? Like, no, not really. It's cool. It'd be cool if he gets into the Masters. Like, it'd be his first Masters, and if you know, there's always somebody that kind of blitzes the playoffs and, and gets into the tour championship and gets a master's invite that way. So like, that's cool. Um, and I'm genuinely interested to watch the tour championship with yes. their weird, like yes, the new format handicap start, uh, and all of that stuff. But yeah, this week was, it was tough, tough for me to get into Randy. Anything different to add? <laughs> Randy wouldn't shut up about how much he, he loved it. He, he thought the playoff format was great. I told DJ Friday afternoon, I had some time to kill. I flipped on coverage. Max Homa, one of my star pupils, uh, was in the coverage window. I was like, "Oh, cool! You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get into this." <laughs> and it, it just—this is—I just feel like it's so piling on when to complain. But it was—it was terrible. It was. <laughs> you it, guys leave it to me to all this, do all the piling on. So please take like this it away. Just, it just felt all the golf shots were out of context. There, there was no, like I didn't know what I was looking at. It would be like, here's a John Rom four iron, that's cool, right? <laughs> and then like, here's Dustin Johnson on the tee. Boy, he hits it far. Wow. <laughs> and then like, oh, you guys want to see Rory? Well, here he is. <laughs> but they showed like six, seven guys. Um, nobody that I had much particular interest in, like maybe Spieth. I forget if he was even playing early or late on, on Friday. He may have played early. Time's a flat circle. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like Patrick Reed, Matt Kuchar, John Rahm. I'm just like, mm-mm. No. That's the hard part, dude. It's just this, it's like, and I know this is, it always comes back to like, well, you know, it's better than, than what it used to be. At the same time, like that doesn't mean it has to be, you know, interesting. Like it's not, it's just, God, it just feels like the same thing. Like, Week after week after week after week after week after week. It's Which the is same like, guys. We sound the same week after no, week. No, I know. Totally. I to- totally. But that's that's fair. Like that's we, we're, we're always going to share like what we think. Like we're not going to turn around and like try to pretend this was exciting or that we loved it. Like we're always even if like that's what you guys would rather hear. Like I we can not we can't sit here and fake it. Like you can't fake interest in something like this. And now that like the coverage stuff has just, we've totally retired. I I think my retirement has been, has been blown up. I feel like I lost my whole 401k. I got to get back in the workforce. You're double dipping. (laughs) You're back, baby. (laughs) Uh, You're planning on the depression. that's coming. So I I don't like you said, like shots are out of context. It it felt like everything was just, but I don't think it's like a golf channel CBS thing. Like, it's not like they're not telling you what hole they're on or who's in the lead. Like, they're doing all that stuff. But the problem is, like, there's so many interruptions that you just don't, none of it sinks in whatsoever. It's two putts, and then here's an Aeon update, and then another putt, and let's go to commercial. We're back. Here's three shots, and then now let's do a FedEx Cup update, and let's do an interview with Amanda. And now we're over here, and now we're in the booth, and now we're talking about a CBS dude who, like, you know, is retiring. And now we're over here doing this, and it's like, like, I fell asleep which is, you know, I'm sure pretty standard for a lot of people watching it, but I fell asleep and it was like disorienting because I had no idea how long I was asleep. Like I could have been asleep for 30 seconds or I could have been asleep for two hours because I had no idea like where anybody was on the golf course when I fell asleep or like who was leading or what was going on. It just felt like I was like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, 
I'm <laughs> back and like I have no idea how long I've been gone. What did I miss? I'm glad you said that because I think that hits to a lot of what I was feeling in that. You know, you have this produced intro and then you have Nansen and Faldo in the booth and then you have all this FedEx schlock and then, you know, you go to commercial and you see two shots and then they're telling you about like MetLife something and then, you know, a Wyndham and then the Aeon and it's exactly right. It's like, what, whoa, what is, what is all <laughs> what does this? What it all mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you look up like I did and it's a half hour later and I'm like, <laughs> I can remember like six shots and none of them, like, I didn't care about any of them. Yeah. And it's like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, and that's, and, and I literally flipped it off. And that's, that's where I'm at too. And it's like, I, I don't mean for it to be piling on. I don't mean for it to, to be unfair or whatever. It's just like, yo, I'm saying as a golf fan, like I'm out, I, I'm, I'm good. I don't need any more now. This, however, however, we're going to get to all this. Like, I know it's later in the agenda, but like watching the corn fair event this week was like among the most fun I've had all season, like non-major season. Watching the women's am was among was the most say, fun. I watch more women's am than anything. So else it's not like game. a, yo, I'm jaded against like watching golf and I, I'm sick of it. Like I fucking love it. I love watching it like maybe more than ever. Just not that product. I can't do it anymore. Does it help at all that this is the official end of uh, CBS? A little. SCN? A little. Oh, I it think. helps a lot. It does, for it, sure. It does. And I, I was kind of resistant. Guys, NBC has been pretty bad on the commercials as well. They, and, are, they are bad on the commercials, without a doubt. And that's, I think, like the biggest problem. Like, I, I think the announcers are worlds better, and I think the producers are, like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about with producers and, like, who's good and who's bad, but it seems like the NBC people do a way better job. Uh, but there's just there's better continuity between yeah. Golf Channel and NBC it just sticks, that week. It sticks more. Like oh, it, for sure. It feels like you can actually get into. They're better it. at producing drama. It's not all. It's not like this big show about themselves. It's like you know, they do a better job with big moments, and they they talk about pressure in a lot better situation. Like a lot, they set it up much better than CBS. The whole time, like the the feeling you guys were feeling watching it, like it all none of it means anything because everything just kind of feels the same. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. This at least, even if they're faking it a little bit, there. Dan, I, I, I when we uh, did our video with Dan Hicks, I told him I was like, my favorite thing about your guys' production is if there's a big putt, a big moment near the end, you guys take time, you zoom in on the leader as he like stalks the putt, and you talk about all the things that it means, and it's like, oh God, I cannot wait to see what right. happens on this shot. Totally, and you need that. Like even the most hardcore fan needs that kind of setup. And like that's just something that the other network just does not ever bother to deliver. I think so. it, it's just hard. Like it, I don't know. There's I think like maybe I'm just kind of a focus group of one here. But like the most interesting thing that was going on on Saturday was like Spieth after these great two rounds is playing like shit and like struggling hitting it all over the park. And I'm like, God, like show me that. Like what? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, here's Spieth making a he's grinding here. Here's a 25 footer, and oh, it goes in. I'm like, oh, sweet, okay. Like oh, well. I don't know. I guess that was for par. Apparently, he missed the green. I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, what do we do? Like, what did the they hell address are we doing? the Bryson situation at all? Did they talk about it at all? I mean, I know we didn't watch every possibly. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't watch enough. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a, I'm trying to make say. a transition here because well, even was, for me, even for me, this might be too much coverage. Well, talk. what I was gonna say is like you're officially unretired, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I think we've already yeah. covered that. But <laughs> if we're gonna get into like the competition stuff, and it's like, you know, again, it's just yeah, you know, Patrick Reed is like he's been playing well for for a few months now and trending in the right direction and then he won and then they're going to have another event next week. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe he'll, maybe well, he'll win again. We'll see where I thought you were going. I think 
CBS is totally ill-equipped to deal with the Bryson situation. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like in a holistic view. So I, I couldn't tell you if they addressed it Saturday or, or even today. I was. I saw Faldo kind of bucking his head on Twitter about the slow play stuff. He was kind of joining the uh, Join, hashtag he, he joining the conversation. His, picked up his pitchfork and his torch, which was kind of good. But I don't know how those guys are going to add any nuance or, or make it interesting or meaningful I feel on like, that telecast. Yeah, in Costas the, will mix it up every now and then. For though. sure, he'll call people out for some things, and but he doesn't get like a full chance to you know really expand on thoughts or something. Like Dottie has done a lot better with that in recent years too. Of like. Yeah. Like giving people take like it, for a while it's on such cruise control that you don't hear anything but sometimes every now and then like yeah they'll say like oh he's got to mark that ball or like they really yeah. be direct and it's like oh yes that's that's why you make a shitload of money 100 like, percent. give us something that we can't see on the screen the but. only thing that i did hear uh on the broadcast like as far as pace of play and stuff was ian baker finch mentioned one thing that was like oh the lead group they went out in like two hours and 40 minutes like all right like what Okay, so like problem solved, or yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, some people are faster than others. Yeah, <laughs> that addresses the yeah. issue. In in you know, in closing, the PJ Tour is a land of contrasts. Well, before we get to Bryson, which I just am chomping at the bit here to do, um, I want to tell you guys, you know about this because I heard you talk about it on the pod with Zach Blair. But season two of Golf Lives yeah. Home Course by Callaway Golf dropped this week. Uh, we all know golfers are prideful of the courses they grew up playing on. That's what these three new episodes are about. The three short films, you can watch them all in like twenty less than 20 minutes, That's I right. believe. Uh, the Callaway crew tells the story of these three different golf courses. Res Golf, built uh, by the Navajo Nation in Steamboat, Arizona, unlike any golf course you've ever seen in your life. we got Bayou Oaks in New Orleans, made a miraculous comeback from Hurricane Katrina and is played on uh, by the local jazz musicians. I believe that was a subject of your... St- I, listened to the, I listened to the ad read on your podcast. Oh, thanks. Too. How did I do? All yeah. Right? yeah, you did great. Okay, that cool. was part of your Golfer's Journal story. Yeah, Bayou Oaks. And uh, I've, I've mentioned that last time, but I've written a, a magazine piece about it. And uh, just a wild, cool place, man. It's cool to see. Like, I, I know that's kind of the, the point of this uh, this series, and I think it's the point of a lot of what we try to do with, like, Strapped and things like that is, you know, there are places like like Bandon Dunes and Stream Song and all these other places that get, you know, they they're they get a lot of well deserved uh a lot of well deserved praise and stuff, but it's so cool to just see where, you know, normal everyday human beings go play golf every day and, and the stories and the soul that kinda comes out of that. So they did a great job with doing that and capturing that in this series. And then lastly is Royal Hawaiian, which looks something like out of Jurassic Park, frequented by local surf legends. Uh, again, like I said, you can get through all of them in less than 20 minutes. Check them out after the pod, callawaygolf.com slash homecourse. Check them out on Callaway's Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime channels. While you're there, Tourist Sauce Scotland, our travel series, is on both of those, streaming on all of Callaway's OTT channels. So, As is California. That's, what did I say? You said Scotland. but Scotland and California. Did yeah. I not read? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I said both. That's right. You'll, you'll, get, you'll, get, I'll, I'll you'll get the hang of it. Eventually. Yeah, you'll get the hang of it. Just all read whatever he says all right, on, Bryce on the sheet. Randy, <laughs> defend your king. <laughs> Just <laughs> come get your boy, Randy. Uh, well, why don't we set the scene for people if if, uh, if they somehow missed it a little bit? Um, a video emerged on Friday of uh, <laughs> a video has surfaced emerged <laughs> of Mr. DeChambeau, uh taking over two minutes and fifteen seconds on a very normal eight foot putt. He may have lost Mr. Status. It was. <laughs> I think. I think he was waiting for the grass to grow a little bit to slow the pace down of that putt. Tough scene. Didn't even come close to making it. Jimmy Johnson, who's JT's caddy, was had to look away. JT got down into a crouching position, put his head in his hand, and then did a fake a look at his fake watch, 
Uh, Fleetwood and his caddy Finno were people just befuddled. People were giving me shit. They're like, "No, he was he wasn't looking at the fake watch. He was wiping the sweat off his hat, off his head." I'm like, guys, it was like, a fake watch. Let me confirm that it was a it's fake a fa- watch. It's a fake he watch. did that. Like it's that fake happened. Watch. Yes. And uh, people in the grants in the stands Which is great, were saying, by the way. like JT turned to them and said something about him being really <laughs> slow as well. Like this was a scene. Bryson uh, didn't take it too well that he was getting lambasted on attack. social. This, this thing went everywhere. This so, was an attack. So this was <laughs> to, <laughs> quote, to quote Bryson. the mob. Yeah, the mob's yeah. after him. Well, it's but all it those was people on social media. It was also tour pros. Like several tour pros chimed in. <laughs> what, what the hell would they know about slow play? They don't know. How, <laughs> they don't know what he's going through out there. Uh, he's personally attacked. Um, Luke Donald is world number one. What the hell does he know about, about playing on tour? It was the next day, he finished his round, right? And says, let's talk about slow play. I'll introduce it and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so somebody, as I, the transcript kind of read, somebody was starting to ask him a question about it. He cut him off. He's like, guys, let's talk about slow play. Let's do it. Come on, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. So listen to the beginning of this statement. <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. First, this is like, it's a le- like he's like talking to his kids. There's three other people playing out there. Well, I mean, there's two other ones, but that's fine. And I'm not the only one out there playing golf, right? Is that correct? That let me interject. That is correct. <laughs> we've checked. We've checked on Check that. Most of that is correct. So, for example, let me give you one example, guys. Stevie Williams. <laughs> Love it. Who, what, yeah. What's the What's the prison rule? You go right after the baddest guy in there. You punch him in the face first day. Love it. I played with him at the WGC. Right? Guess how long it took us to play that round, the third round? Does anyone know? Might want to go check that out. What? The, what is he? What is he? Steve Williams hasn't. First of all, he hasn't played a tournament since he won that one at Firestone. <laughs> this is the greatest win of my career. Uh, because we were on their tail every single hole, playing with Jason Day and Stevie. A lot of it's the caddies. A lot of it's the other players. A lot of it's the lazy ass caddies who can't keep up with him. How fast <laughs> he, he walks. walks so fast. <laughs> this was before. He Bryson later said seg- he should get a segue that- like Job from Arrested Development. It's kind of the vibe he puts out. Did that time ever surface? I never saw. <laughs> I don't know if anybody. The- I, I still am, am. He was playing with him, or he was playing behind him. They were playing with them, and I like, kept. T- I guess they were hightailing and played super fast that one round. Because so if he's he- saying that's like a, I don't even know what the hell he's saying. That's I, what I'm I read saying. it like they were playing by- the group behind. And that's like, what I. They but were, then he said, they were "Yeah, pushing him or something." I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But exactly, like, okay. But is he saying, like, the caddy, like, Steve Williams is slow or fast? <laughs> I don't even know what the I hell think he's, he's saying. saying. slow. But then he's saying we're pushing the group in front of us. It's a smoke screen. It's just, a, so now we're not talking, talking about yeah. the video anymore. <laughs> he's talking about this idiotic statement. I want to quote our friend of the friend of the pod, Bunky Perkins, who basically distilled it down to, I'm not under arrest, you're under arrest. <laughs> What's the dollop podcast? The Ross Perot. <laughs> yeah. You guys are my hostages now. <laughs> Will you? I would like you to keep. I'd like you to continue. Oh, I got. I copied so much, so many of his quotes in here because it's 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 art. A lot of it's the other players. They don't care about walking fast. I play a different way out there. I take my. <laughs> I'm taking some liberties into how he <laughs> yeah. said it. Now we're getting into slandered libel territory with the inflection in your voice. I take my 40 seconds that's allotted, sometimes over, absolutely. Totally, totally agree. It's maybe 5% of the time. Maybe 5%. <laughs> so he's timing himself during the middle of all these calculations that he's making. That also might be part of the problem. Are you timing yourself, Bryson? That's, that's true. 
I'll tell you it's really, uh, but I'll tell you that it's really kind of unfortunate the way it's perceived because there's a lot of guys out there that take a lot of time. Which, interjecting again, I think he's right. Of course. But a lot they, of slow players. Yes, he's not the only slow player. But that doesn't like ignore the fact that you're slow. But the way he's all phrasing this is like, yeah, the other players in my group are like slow. Like They're the ones like holding me up. and like, They don't walk as fast as I do. Like We <laughs> you, watched you that video, your, dude. You, you we, can't wrap your head around how fast I'm walking out there. <laughs> then why, he took to Instagram and said that we needed carts. They players needed carts. <laughs> After well, saying, the fat-ass slow players that aren't like him, they need carts. He's like the human cart. Well, the geriatric caddies, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, fluff. Exactly. Yeah, get those caddies moving out there. Oh, and then he talks about, I hate playing golf. I absolutely hate it. Which I kind of, I can relate to that. That one is the best thing he said. Yeah. But And so I, I don't even know how much of, of this to really read. But it's like, oh, look, I'm not that sensitive of a guy. I don't get hurt by a lot of things. It's not like I'm throwing clubs and slamming clubs, you know. Which is literally like the only other thing we know about Bryce. Says the guy like who, the three things. It's like he's slow, he throws and slams clubs. He slammed the like green in physics. Mexico yeah. to Randy's celebration. but uh, in, the, in front of Stevie Williams. In front of the Supers, too. <laughs> I would like to say uh, John Rahm. You're right. Hit, uh, the, hit the green, left a mark today on yeah, the putting surface. Absolutely. Just a blemish, I believe. So classy. <laughs> IBF called it. And then he went and fixed it, I which cannot, was good on him. Um, Very classy of him to go fix that mark that he took out of the all, green after missing a play. All the supers out there, you guys are in my thoughts. <laughs> I know this is a hard time. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> uh, so he just like blows up this whole crazy smoke screen of like, saying that he's not the which again to this point he's not the only slow guy but like you can't just you have to address what just happened there like that what happened on that green and for everyone to see it he knows the pga if you're playing on pga tour live you know you are like the cameras are out there so you know people are watching this and the fact that he still didn't care and was willing to take that much time and it wasn't like the wind changed and like you know called him off the shot like you that was it was comical it's like there's I remember pulling the video up and I was like, oh, there's no way it like goes all the way to the end. Like maybe they say something after he hits the putt. And literally he al- the video almost cut off before he finished playing the hole. <laughs> Defend your king. <laughs> Which one this is gonna be a tough one. The court would like to introduce one more piece of evidence. You didn't even talk about the other shot from the same day where he walked it off. The See, 70 yard shot that he walked but, off. Okay. I think that's fair. To that no, to the uh, to that one, I didn't think that was a big of a deal. So slow play Twitter, slow play, like getting upset. <laughs> are we about, on the same legal team or no? Yeah, we are. <laughs> but we have to pick our case uh, okay. here. The whole thing was slow play, and I, I really hate getting involved in it because it, we saw the mob happen. The outrage happened. It happens like the Watergate for slow play Twitter. This, this week. was a big deal. <laughs> it's but like you, the Panama Papers for slow play Twitter. The same reason I don't get involved with every backstopping thing is like you have to take like nothing's going to change. <laughs> let's not muddy the water. No, <laughs> backstopping is obviously a made up issue. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the one that happened with J- Ari Jutanagarn and Amy Olson was like, all right, this is the one. If if nothing happens with this, it's a dead topic. And yeah. I have not mentioned it. I don't think once since then because it's like here is the example. And if they're not going to interpret the rules right, then we're never going to... Like, so that with this one, this was like the worst slow play I've seen caught on video, probably, that I can recall off the top yeah. of my head. The J.B. Holmes thing on the 72nd hole was... The one at the U.S. Girls Junior that was floating around. That was, was bad. bad I didn't get all the way through that one. But So like if this, if this doesn't change anything, then we move on. Like I, I'm done talking about slow play. But... However... <laughs> however... The tour comes right on out and says we're going to review our policy. The power is with the people. I feel like it was like Bane. Like, we took the power and give it back to you, the people. 
I was going to say that too. It's sick that like the, the tour was forced to essentially issue a statement. What a shameful way of, to go about it. Before the week even ends, like you have to come do that to like, all right, yeah, fine. You like, we get it, man. You guys have like beat this up forever. Like we'll address the rules that we're not enforcing. Like imagine in this happening in another sport. Like imagine like an NBA fan, like you guys got to call traveling. You have to call traveling. When are you going to call traveling? When are you going to call it? Finally, like halfway through the year, they're like, Oh yeah, we got we we'll we'll start calling traveling. Well, do you have the tour um, the tour statement the press release? I do have it. Recent I, incidents. I'd like to I'd like to submit that to the, <laughs> <to> the record <laughs> into the record, please. Brady's exhibit, like a public defender who's got to see your honor. You'll find quotes from Tyler Dennis. <laughs> Recent incidents about pace of play have led the PGA Tour to take a deeper look at its policy on the issue, and Shotlink technology could provide an answer, which which I think is actually kind of sick. I'm I'm actually kind of for this. Well, it's first of all amazing that they like like circled a sponsor into the opening line of yeah. this. It's amazing. You kind of touched on this, and I kind of refuse to believe it because one. I've worked as a volunteer for Shotlink. You and have? I have. Did you have to pay to do it? I think so. Yeah, I got like a, a double XL shirt <laughs> sleeve that went like down to the middle of my forearms. Uh, I got to work well, the 18th hole at the 2004 Memorial. Thank sweet. you for thank you for your service. Um, I've worked that before, and I refuse to believe that like the the people out there are yes, that's true. Closely charting the actual timing of when shots are played. Well, so I, okay. So there, there's so a lot. There's so much to We got a lot to unpack. <laughs> what can can I get in and yes, defend please. Bryson really? <laughs> like, please, please. First of all... Are you going to defend Bryson or like the idea of Bryson, first of all? A few things. A few things. First of all, we would not have any of this entertainment if it oh. weren't for Bryson. And this is where I'm on your side so, completely. If people are like, oh, he's terrible. He's te-, like, no, shut up. It's <laughs> the most entertaining aspect yeah. of the PGA Tour right now. That's what I was going to say. I was very thankful that... Like without all this, I'm not really thinking about this tournament at all this week. Without, but like now sure. we're like, man, are Brooks and Bryson gonna like fight? So that's <laughs> fucking sweet. This like is I'm exactly exactly what I had down. Like this is what like the NBA does. Yeah, this is like what the NFL does when shit happens. Like for, we got we haven't even got to this part yet. That Bryson went up to Ricky Elliott. <laughs> if you see your boy, a great player in his own right. <laughs> Uh, and said, if, tell your boss if he wants to talk to me about slow play, come say it to my face. Come down to the deli and say it to my face. <laughs> so Brooks, of course, does walk down there and say it to his face. I don't know what was said, but he confronted him on the range, which, like, of course Brooks did. And the irony of Bryson telling a second, a third person, tell that, tell him to say it to my face was rich. But anyways, that, so that Definitely. shit, like that is what we need. We need Brooks and Bryson going at it. Even if it's like settled afterwards, like we need that drama. Like even need, like candidly, even if it's like fake and manufactured. Totally. <laughs> We're, totally. Like, That's what I'm saying. Especially that. That's what I'm saying. Like this is the most interesting thing that happened all weekend. Like the most excited Twitter got about one single thing. It was like, intra- drama. Like it. It's not about like who gets into the BMW Championship, well, and that's the thing. Like th- that's maybe to put it simpler, not to go back to the telecast too much, but like it's a product of the telecast. Is part of the reason like I can't get into this is like I don't give a shit who wins. Like unless it's Tiger or Rory or Spieth or like a no name guy who's like going to be a life changer. Yeah, I'm like who? Like why do? Okay, Patrick Reed won again. Cool. Justin Rose won again. Cool. Mm. Kuchar won. Cool. I watched like, the wow. Uh, they're all yeah. they're all just class acts, man. They're so cool, and they just <laughs> look at how they shake hands and they pat each other on the back. Like what a bunch of class acts! This is so, I can't well, wait I know, to see that's which, my point is which class act wins next like, week. How 
is CBS possibly, how could they cover like a fight on the driving range (laughs) when everybody's been marketed to be class acts? I I, I totally agree. You guys are class acts. Everything everything would just melt. They're they're just totally not equipped uh, to deal with this this drama. I will say with Bryce. We need to go back to, uh, you know, who had the match play uh, when there was the Keegan-Miguel fight, NBC. That's very true. For sure. That's very true. Um, we know drama. No, here's what I was going to say about Bryson. It, does he play slow? Like, sure. I, I, like, I'm not even going to defend that he's somehow a fast player or anything. I, well, I almost think we can isolate like this yeah. one incident from the entire rest of the conversation. Like, if there's anybody who's like, no, he was well within his right there. Like, nobody's saying that. Like this, this no, one. Like the putt was egregious for yeah, sure. Exactly. Like, he's saying it for yeah. sure. He's saying he's within his right well, there because gonna... he walks so fast. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Jesse he Owens. <laughs> <laughs> It's the caddies. It's the caddies. (laughs) It's Stevie Williams' fault. God. All right. Anyway, the caddies. Uh, Does he play slow? Yes. (laughs) Like like probably for sure. Do other people play slow? Yes. Exactly. So that's one point. The 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 and where I'm going with that is, you know, he's a polarizing figure. So it, it it all just is this vortex of people like really wanting to hate him and now they have their their great reason totally and it's it's, and so he's just taking barrel fire uh for something that you know if rory which i guess the the counter argument is like well those guys never do it let's say this is not an isolated incident like this bad of a of a thing caught on video is is isolated like we haven't seen something this bad but this is not the first time anyone's ever said he's slow right this is not the first thing this is just happened to be caught on camera like this is the, the stuff that happens and players know the guys that take this long and do all this shit and so it's if like if Rory, if this happened to Rory, we wouldn't be talking about it. Like if Rory had took two minutes on a putt, we wouldn't be talking about it this way. It might be kind of like, whoa, that yeah, was weird. Totally true. But and I, I agree, there's something to like people want to dislike Bryson, but it's also something like Kevin Na when he was slow, he was like, yeah, dude, I'm slow and I'm working on it. Like I, I do, I do yeah. want to get better. Like I don't enjoy this. Like I need to be better at this. And for all his, I think he's gotten better. I don't time him every tournament that I go to. It's like 75 percent of the time, maybe, but. Like that is what how you address it. It's not. It's the caddies and Stevie Williams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it literally makes me laugh out loud every time. I Which hear. I guess at the end of the day, my defense is like it's kind of funny. Yes. Like it's it's pretty it's sweet. The caddies. Yeah, that's gonna be my answer to everything. Like I just wanted to keep Tim. doing him. <laughs> I want Bryson to keep being Bryson. I, I, I listen. I'm not. It's two separate things. I know, and I, I know you're not. I know you're not saying that. I, I'm just saying. I, I think the caddies are saying that. <laughs> the caddies, <laughs> caddies, caddies might be a little pissed. But it, so part that that part of what you're talking about, the entertainment factor. I'm like way in. We need this drama. This was exciting. I couldn't wait to see like what happened with it. But like there is there is an integrity to the which, competition, which was basically nothing, by the way. But that's that, for for golf. That was a big deal. Like, yeah, 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 totally. Oh, yeah. Tell him to say it to my face. <laughs> I'm glad you, said, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> there is an integrity to the competition, and I'm glad you said that. And I will say that solely lies at the feet of the tour to to enforce that. That that is not Bryson's responsibility. I don't think. No, I agree. I, I think that's what a lot of people have have said. Is like, and again, let's take this one instance out because it was completely egregious and like so far over the line but when you're taking habitual but he's a habitual line 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 that's that's true he may have ground his feet on charlie murphy's (laughs) cap 
But when you when you're when you're taking sixty Science is a hell of a drug. When you're taking sixty, seventy seconds, like instead of forty, and it's egregious but less egregious than this, like you're doing it because you're not there's no penalty, you know, there's no downside yeah. and like you know, close the loopholes. If you don't if you don't like it, close the loopholes. <laughs> yes. Like I, I yes. think there's something to that. Now how we do that? Like, I don't know if this is a solutions uh, podcast We're or gonna simply, we simply problems. Just, yeah, I think we should offer up some of but our own. I, I do think, to the tour's credit, sort of, like, it is, it's, it's a more complicated situation than it seems, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. and, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm, I'm worried to even, like, Get bring, skip. I'm worried to even, like, bring it up because I think it's so black and white on Twitter. And to your point, it's like, everybody on Twitter is just like, okay, this is so easy to understand. He's the good guy. He's the bad guy. I don't just fix it. Like flip the switch and penalize everybody. Like I don't care. Just fix it right now. And I'm like, okay, I I sympathize. I empathize with with what you're saying, but it does get more complicated. Like understandably, it gets more complicated with weather. It gets more complicated with course setup. It gets more complicated with with field size and like all of those things. And part of where the tour's issue lies is. The fact that the place, the pace of play policy, right now as it stands, like only includes it only applies to players who are out of position, who have already gotten a bad time. So Bryson, who is totally in position, and they're they're up with the group in front of him. Bad time is different than being out of position. Just to clarify what you said there, but continue. Well, that was pretty much it. But you know, no, no, no. right. So you made a good point we were talking earlier too of like. There, what's the point of like rushing through a shot or like through a party on the green to go wait on the next hole? Exactly. Like that. And when I played the U, like the USAM qualifier, I had to like slow myself down or else I was just going to sit there and wait on the next hole. Like I was like, I might as well take longer on this putt, calm myself a little bit, and let's get it figured out because I'm going to wait on the next hole. And there's something like legitimately to be said for that where it's like, if, if you're going to, you know, yes, you might take a little bit over the time. Again, Bryson's was totally egregious, and that's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. But you might go over this like imaginary shot clock, but if the group in front of you is in position and you're up with them and like, it's just, it, it is a little tougher to penalize someone for that unless you want to institute like a full on shot clock. Every shot's the same. And like, which I do not support, which, which I don't know if I support or not. Like the, the whole thing is here's the deal. Here's the benefit of the doubt we get. Like we can come up with a bunch of half baked ideas, like, but Definitely. putting something yeah. into play, you can, it cannot be half baked. And like right now, <laughs> As, as soon as I say that, like what they have in place is pretty half baked. It's kind of like, okay, well, like if you're out of position, then we're going to maybe come time you. And if you get this many bad times and it kind of sucks. So like if you are, uh, say who is a pretty fast player, say Kevin Kisner, yeah. whatever. If you play in a group that gets put on the clock and like you get over the ball and your the wind shifts and you take 45 seconds to play a shot because you change clubs, like you get a bad time and you will get fined for that. And if you're put the, on the clock, no, that's what it is. If you put on the clock ten times, then you get fined. And if like, you get bad times, you get fined. Anyways, right. like it, it, you can be put on the clock because of something that's not your fault. And like you are doing a great job keeping pace, blah blah blah. And if you, if one of your shots takes a long time, so this is where my solution comes in. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> so, in line with what we're saying, in that being out of position is the key to this, right? If you're not out of position and you take longer on a shot, like it's just not that big of a deal. It's not going to affect the flow of play in any way. So the PGA Tour is now saying that they have all this data on all the, uh, the you know, how long it takes people to play. Which we didn't really mention that. Like they, they said in their statement, which I don't know, we reached out to a couple of players and haven't heard back yet. But they, uh, they said that like basically they prepared these shot link reports 
that are accessible to every player that they can get access to that basically breaks down how long they take over individual shots and, and average like the different types of shots, how long they take and if they're fast or slow or blah, 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 which I think is great. And like, that's a, a great step in the right direction. They have it for themselves only. It's not, you, you don't have the date. You don't have everyone's data. Like you get your report for yourself. Right, right, right. Yes. So here's my idea. Based kind of what we're, what Bryson's saying and what a lot of guys are frustrated with, what Brooks has said is like the f- slow players rely on the fast players to keep them in position. Like they're abusing the fast players, the, the fact that other guys play fast. So you divide all the players on the tour into three categories. All right. You got a red light category, the JB Holmes Memorial category. You got the yellow light, which are the middle of the pack guys. And you got green lights and you are only paired with guys in your light category. Okay. Okay. So if you are a slow player, you are playing with two other slow players. So where do you think the officials are going to be waiting? Like they're going to be waiting on that group. And if that group gets out of position, boom, you guys are on the clock. And if any of you takes over 40 seconds, you are penalized one stroke. You think that'll speed up the slow players and the, the fast players all get rewarded. They all get to play with fast guys. They're not stuck with the slow guys anymore. And then the slow guys are going to have to play at the same pace as the fast guys do. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta think about. I gotta think about how that would work. You gotta think about a retort because you don't have one. Well, it's, it's just the problem like, solved. Wouldn't it just jam up the golf course? But like, you can't. Like you but, get, start getting but penalized. You're, you're pushing like. Okay, so let's say that the the red light guys are playing at the slowest possible legal pace, like, and then you've got three fast guys right behind them. Like you're basically catering to. Well, you, you're players, giving the, the fast players. The, the fast players are going to go out before the before the but red then, light guys. Then you got to like figure out how. I don't know. I, don't, I think there's some holes in this. <laughs> I think this is this is bulletproof. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see where the holes are. Well, it's just like with when guys tee off and all that stuff. Like you, there. But the know. idea is like, but based on what I'm saying is, you you the slow guys don't get to lean on the the fast guys anymore. It's like you guys are all in this together. But why would, wouldn't a shot clock do the same thing? See the shot in clock a, for me. There's like a vacuum. There's too many variables for that. Like, so what if I almost feel like it could be like a da- <laughs> like a daily shot clock or something like a daily kind of like time par type thing that takes into account course conditions and well, weather read, and all that stuff. I read somebody, you know, like um, how they do the chess timer. Like yeah. everybody has an allotted yeah. amount of time. Yeah, and you can use it however however you want. That's what you were kind of saying too about like your time bank, like well, almost yeah. like poker or something. Like right? you can have a couple, yeah. You can, you know, if you have a situation where you need to like press time out and be like, I need a second here because the wind is shifting and the wind is swirling. I need a second to figure this out. If you get one or two of those per round or something like that, that is more reasonable. That's reasonable to me, I think, because there are times when even the fastest player is going to take over forty seconds. Like right, which is where I almost think like the answer. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of factors and I'm sure we're not even touching on most of them, but like the answer to me almost seems like a shot clock, but like a pretty liberal shot clock, whether it's 70 seconds or, you know, something like that. That's like, yeah, it's going to basically key. And this kind of gets into like, you know, is this really that big of a problem conversation? But I think like something that basically gives players enough time, it's going to like Justin Rose, I think had a quote that was, it's basically like, all right, you, you crank down on like, you, you totally fix this issue. Like, what are you saving per day? Like 15 minutes? Like, are, what, like what are we actually really talking about? And I get that the, there's a competitive, you know, you should be able to play within the rules and, and all that stuff. But my point is like, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify like just how much, I don't know. It's hard to quantify like where to draw the line because it, there's, it's really there's hard. so many it is. variables. But I think it stuff. comes down to the most in that like, Players that are following the rules are getting punished the most. 
of yes, any of them. I, I do agree with that. And I, I agree, like, I think everybody probably does. It's like, if you have rules in place, you should enforce them. It's kind of like doping. It's like, you know, the guys that aren't doping are getting punished the most. Yeah. Because when they weren't testing for doping. Well, so there was so a... So Bryson's on steroids. There you go. <laughs> I think the time bank's the only, the only real answer then. Because then that that lets the players decide for themselves when need they more, need extra yeah. time, when they need to rush. That? Like, is there official that the times The only thing I group? could think of, if it's somehow linked <laughs> the to like the, the, <laughs> no, 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 like the shot link, the, yeah. the handheld Which I thing, think is what the tour was kind of saying. Where it's like the person like presses, okay, whoever's now playing their shot, like, okay. Which imagine. And then if, if you run to zero, you get like a one-shot penalty, you know, X minutes over, you get tacked on like a two shot penalty and then X minutes over that, like you're disqualified. Imagine the scene in the scoring trailer when someone gets a one shot penalty and they're looking at like the 78 year old volunteer on the 14th hole. And it's like, yo, did you hit the button at the right time? Which <laughs> admittedly that wouldn't be the best way to administer it. In my opinion, I think it would behoove the tour to Just hire, like, hire yeah. some people and send them to tournaments to, to operate a system like this. So there was a, uh, there was a quote going around uh, section from a, a golf digest, my shot with slugger white. Um, I don't, did you guys read this or see this? Already? I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a paragraph basically that I'll, I'll read for you. <clears throat> quote. <laughs> I hate slow play as much as the next guy, but I can't agree with the idea of hitting players with penalty strokes. Maybe it's because I was a player once. But I envision these horrible trickle down effects. Imagine, just think of this, guys. Imagine this. <laughs> say there's a player who barely. Sw- let me let me first say, <laughs> they they don't like the trickle down when no. it comes to the <laughs> when it comes to the slow play penalties. <laughs> but I'm sure they're great with trickle down for other stuff. Okay, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> uh, let's say hypothetically, let's say there's a player who barely squeezes in the top 125 of the final FedEx Cup point standings because he made a couple thousand dollars more at a tournament than the player right behind him on the list. Imagine if he'd been hit with a one-stroke penalty at a key moment because he was two seconds over his time. Say the penalty cost him $5,000. Suddenly, he's so far down the FedEx Cup list that he doesn't have a place to play next year. <laughs> Which, in turn, means his kid can't go to college. <laughs> Come on, that's... Or he can't put a down payment on a decent house. Are you, are you still... Or worse, or worse. Basically, it means you've drastically affected the guy's life with the click of a stopwatch. I'm all for looking at fine structures, maybe increasing them, <laughs> but determining his fate with a stopwatch is a little harsh to me. <laughs> like, that sucks. As, <laughs> is it a rule or is it a rule? Exactly. And not only that, like, okay, so we should like cater to the slow players then? <laughs> Like, so we should, you know, it's but the same thing. Like we should punish the guys who are following the rules. Well, I guess my initial reaction maybe is, those guys don't don't get in. You know, their kids don't get to go to college. Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be his mindset on every judgment decision? You would like, think, where right? Where does slugger like, internally yeah. draw the line? Yeah. That's not really like the way a they good cut the cups. To, decides like whether yeah. people like people's kids will go to college. Yeah. So who knows how these interviews get done? And maybe it was an off the cuff kind of thing, or I can whatever, see whatever. But could, that is a that's a tough uh, that's a tough one to to justify. I get, I kind of get that explanation a little bit, but I don't agree. But so maybe but if you're talking point, about like a mechanic, right? <laughs> like, but to your like, point, yeah, the on, mechanic missed that time, so now he's fired. What are we saving? To your point on that, it's kind of like, dude, like, what what is the downstream effect of this all going to be? Like, how much worse is it going to? People are just going to keep tugging, tugging, tugging till rounds are taking five and a half. Like, it takes five and a half hours basically to play 
in threesomes on the PGA Tour now. So now let's get into like why that. I have no doc, no documentation on that. It seems <laughs> like it, by the way. Many people are saying that. Yeah. They're, they're saying, sir, it takes seven hours out here. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's talk about a couple of things there. Because first of all, I think that's, I feel extremely bad for the players, the aforementioned caddies, and the fans who are at, at those events. But from a TV perspective, like I don't, I, I maintain that I don't think slow play is that big of a deal. I'm with you on that. If you have good producers at the helm, it, it gives you a lot be. of options. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. Now, the, the natural counter is that people are going to see slow play on TV and they're going to play slower on their recreational rounds, which is an experience that I got firsthand very recently. I realized how not often we play with like random people. We always pretty much play with only ourselves, which is probably not good. Uh, but yeah, I got paired up with some randos who were just like plumb bobbing on the double bogey putts and, and just looking like, like reading at both sides of the hole. And it was brutal. So having seen that now first, uh, firsthand for the first time in a while, it's not good. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. Did that, did that person get it from the pros though? Well, listen, who can did say? Did you talk to him? Who can say? No, that was the last thing. You I didn't wanted confront to Like, him? hey dude, why the fuck are you playing so slow? <laughs> can we all agree though that slow players should wear a scarlet letter? Like I don't think yes. it sh- I don't think it should so be a secret. So now we talked thing. about some semi-serious solutions. I think there's plenty of like No, I just much mean in general like solutions. we missed one serious solution though, and I would like to submit it to the record. <laughs> and that's they could continue to pez- penalize uh Gwyn T. Long. <laughs> T. Long. Objection that's irrelevant. That could be a problem yeah. is that there's not enough like 15-year-old Asian amateurs that they can pin these slow players. <laughs> like they couldn't have penalized CT Pan this weekend. <laughs> yeah, 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 like exactly. what are we even doing? That's a great point, Randy. <laughs> Uh, is that enough on slow play? We didn't even talk about Brandel uh, getting involved in it and saying basically fast play was as equally distracting to the game as slow play is. And they <laughs> Listen, there's, there's blame on both sides. And that Kepka was standing in front of to the, and to the right of Rory, which Kepka then put uh, Brandel on blast. Kepka might have a little rabbit ears when it comes towards Brandel. For sure, yeah. it's the best. The pros get the pros get so riled up by. But Brandel. all of this is I love it. The best thing that has happened in professional golf in like the last two months. I mean, we didn't even, we even mentioned Tiger withdrew this week, and we haven't even <laughs> talked about it. Like, we need shit like this the to cat, happen. The cat might be dead. I think because the the product is so bad, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I, <laughs> yes. Can I, At can least we go, this week. Can we go back real quick? Peter Malnati finished one twenty six on the on the uh, money list this year and made eight hundred and sixty four thousand dollars. So I'd just like to. I'd just like to, you know, wish his children the best in trying to. Uh, I would recommend maybe some community colleges to start. Uh, maybe get into certainly a, state school. Get an associate's think. degree and possibly transfer in after that. Um, but there, we can maybe fire up a Kickstarter for for those guys. But you got to factor in his FedEx Cup bonus too for <laughs> right. twenty six, which is you know yeah. literally a free year's worth of college yeah. for doing <laughs> fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's one more thing on slow play which we kind of alluded to and danced around like. The other thing that could like kind of fix this, I think, itself, if you don't want to make any changes, which players have been complaining about this for 30 years on tour, like, and now today they're like, yeah, we're no, we're going to look into it. It's like, okay, well, how long is an actual like change going to make? Which I get because the change is complicated and there's a lot lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. (laughs) But uh, one thing that has very much been proven to work this week is public shaming. Straight up. Like, yeah. Like, dude, the slow players, other than Jason Day, is maybe the only person I've ever seen be like, yeah, no, yeah, I play slow. Yeah, I remember grinding my feet up (laughs) on Slugger's couch. Uh, But he's the only one. And everybody else, when it's like, dude, you're slow and everybody hates watching you play, they're like, fuck, okay, I... 
guys, I'm sorry. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try to speed up. And so public shaming, like, listen, maybe there's something we can help with here. If we can start getting some of these shot link reports, uh, we might need to get Woodward and Bernstein on getting some of those shot link reports, uh, distributed out to the people. It is. I let's guess. identify them. We like touched on it. It's what amazing. I'd love to do. Like, let's not even, let's meet, let's reach across the aisle. Let's divide our players into green, yellow, and red without actually changing like how they're paired and just post that. Like, yo, here's, these are the slowest players. Go out and watch them and time them and go see how they're doing and start blowing them up because like, I don't even know that we need to like change the policy all that much. It's like, just start nuking these people who are playing slow. <laughs> there were some good ideas rolled around. One, I, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but it was like, if you take over 40 seconds, like the crowd now has full permission to do whatever <laughs> they want <laughs> while you're standing over the ball. Well, I was talking to, you think yeah, that will make guys Randy and I were, my, my associate, Big Randy and I were just <laughs> kicking a few ideas around in the kill house this afternoon. But maybe like, an, I was almost thinking like a 60 second shot clock, which I think is very liberal. But if you don't, if you don't pull the trigger within sixty seconds, like an air horn is going to go off in your backswing, and you don't know, like <laughs> maybe it will, maybe it won't, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. Do you have five seconds or do you have ten seconds? Like who who knows? You better pull the trigger. What if, what if every time you go over sixty seconds, you lose a club out of your bag? <laughs> That's great. See, That's I think, a good one. I think yeah. this is the the so, creative solutions that are going to be needed to fix the commissioner issue. for a day. We could fix fix all that. Let's get to Corn Fairy. Uh, that was some some good television. Tonight. Yeah, I know I said it at the beginning of the show, but like that's among the best non-major golf I think I've I've watched this year. For those that didn't watch it, uh, I mean it's great every year. Like literally, it never it never disappoints. The people at Golf Channel do an awesome awesome job. It's it's you know it's the Corn Fairy tour, so it's pretty stripped down production. So you have none of those interruptions that we're talking about earlier. Like everything is additive to the broadcast when they when they put a graphic up it's to help you understand what's going on in the tournament or understand more about a player or whatever and and steve burkowski and craig perks do an awesome job um kind of every week on the on the kfc tour but especially in that portland event and it comes down to the stretch and every year the last three four holes there are guys who are right on the cusp of like life-changing pj tour moments they're guys right on the cusp of getting into the finals or not. Uh, and this year was no exception. And God, it was brutal to watch Vincent so come down the stretch. It's great TV, but it's it's tough to watch. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you like because the people care and there's a definitive yeah. like, here's what's at stake. Either they'll get it or they won't. And it's instead of just like, I don't know, everybody made nine million dollars this year. Like, let's go play another one next week. Or they're gonna make another million dollars. Like I just don't get how you could care about that, but it's watching. That's, it goes to setting up the drama too. Yeah, like they completely. do such a good, they follow guys in, like they do such a good job with the guys inside the top, or right around the, the top 25 and around the top 75. Cause top 75 gets you full web status for next year, as well as gets you into the, the corn Ferry finals, which gives you another chance at the PGA tour. So, so, so two kind of like capsules or two, two guys that we basically became the story down the stretch and Bo Hogue won the tournament and he's going to the PJ tour and that's congratulations to, uh, to him. Upper Arlington guy, I believe uh, yeah, Randy golden bear. That was yeah. news to me. Yeah. Uh, Ask him about the 2003 district finals. Did you whoop his ass? I, maybe <laughs> might have. <laughs> he was like 15 <laughs> stuffed him in a locker. Like Brooks did. Brett. <laughs> yeah. We were grinding my feet up Bo's cat. Uh, but no, so two people that kind of ended up becoming like the story down the stretch. Um, I don't know. You guys want the good news first or the bad news first? The good, I, the good, the good news. Yeah, the good. Uh, so Scott good. Harrington was 
a player very quick. Uh, there are much better reported stories out there. So just Google Scott Harrington if you want kind of the full story. But the our story is his brother was wearing a no laying up visor, <laughs> so <laughs> he will not. Will not yeah. absolutely not be getting a discount. Nor yeah. anybody in the Harrington. No, I would. Ex- yeah, I would expect for him to, to hear from the FCC or someone on a an ambush marketing attack that he now, launched on the Golf Channel. Yeah. Now Mr. Harrington can afford to go to college. <laughs> But so the very Cliff Notes version of his story, as I kind of understand it, is uh, his wife was he's 38. So he's been doing this, I think, for like 16 years uh, without ever getting a PJ Tour card. And his wife has uh, battled Hodgkin's lymphoma twice, two different times, uh, including last year, like during the BMW charity program, he had to take like a family medical leave to just not, you know, like, hey, I'm going to not play this season because I need to be home with her. So obviously you can extrapolate like when you're a professional golfer and you're not playing professional golf uh, and, you know, for the little amount of sponsorship and stuff that these guys have, like just not a lot of money coming in. So the rest of the tour players, I think it was organized by Scott Langley, shout out to the Fred X Cup, uh, all started like a GoFundMe to basically raise, I think, like $150,000 for their family to kind of help with medical expenses and living expenses and all that stuff. Steph Curry, I think, heard the story when he was playing out at Ellie Mae, kicked in like twenty five grand and... So it's just a really cool story. So basically, he he's on this medical leave, uh, and then a year ago at Portland, which is his hometown event, he lives lives nearby. His wife was basically like, "Go play this week, like go back and try to do it." And so now, a year later, he is coming up the 18th fairway. He's like tied for second, I think, and projected number 25 is the last guy who's going to get a PJ Tour card. Hits the middle of the fairway, flags it, two putts for birdie uh, to get his card, and it was just like like a mega tearjerker moment. His wife comes out on the green and his brother's there and his dad's there and the golf channel did an awesome job. Just like not saying anything, focusing on his face. They you didn't could, say a word. He just, all he did, he just kind of like collapsed next to the green and like, just looked straight down. Like imagine, and we say this all the time, but like imagine playing 16 straight years, like where your only goal is to get to the PGA tour and just constantly not getting there. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, just break that down into individual weeks where it's like you're traveling 25 weeks a year and you're packing your suitcase and you're going to Wichita and you're going to Omaha and you're going to all these places and you're just not winning. You're not like, I don't know, for that to finally like break through and the dude to be a PJ Tour player now, like is like, that's the stuff that makes you like golf, yeah. at least for me. I mean, that's the stuff that like gets me. We get tuning to, in and we get to do it again here with the corn fairy finals too exactly I mean, like it's a whole new reset it's, yeah it's, it's what makes that so, this tour so fun and so the flip side of that is yeah. you have vince oh. india uh who's a, a fellow uh resident of the land of lincoln as my like myself um he uh is he from outside chicago <laughs> he's closer to chicago a deerfield <laughs> i believe uh but he is uh I think the stat I saw was he has gone back to the first stage of Q school each of the last six years. And he keeps like climbing up the mountain and keeps getting knocked all the way back down. So I think the last four years, three or four years, he has started the first stage of Q school, gotten all the way up to the web tour and got knocked all the way back down to the first stage of Q school. So he's coming in. He's like a real Sisyphus story. Exactly. Well said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so he uh, he's rolling his stone this week. Uh, I think he's T2 or something coming into the final round and basically in really good shape to win and could possibly get his PGA Tour card. Apologies if you guys watch this broadcast because I know I'm kind of rehashing what happened. But 
with a win, he can literally go to the PJ Tour. So he he entered this week like one sixteenth or something on the uh, on the points list. So top twenty five obviously get their card. With a win, he gets his card, and even with like a top four, he gets into the Corn Ferry Finals. He's got his card for next year locked up. He's he's dialed in. Comes to eighteen, middle of the fairway, kind of fans it a little bit into the bunker, hits his bunker shot over the green, chips one, rolls back to his feet, chips over the green. Chips back on, blah, 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 makes double, and now immediately, just just like that, is Over. going back to first stage of Q School. And it's like... This, and this isn't like, you know, guy finishing 126 and making 800,000. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. Like, this is a big It's a, a big huge... Deal. It's like, a, again, like, it's a legitimate life-changing thing i mean it's it's completely life-changing it's 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 way more relatable when people i I don't know you know players like him their full financial situation but it's like it's like similar to how we live i was gonna say do you know his take a guess at how much money he earned this year on the corn ferry tour i mean it's so he finished what like 87th or something like that and it was probably forty eight thousand dollars Sixty-seven thousand dollars. So that's what, half that's of that not, is travel expenses. I was gonna say that's not <laughs> the sixty-seven yeah. that we earned. Like and that's way more expenses yeah. to go with that. You get paid sixty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm like I'm saying hypothetically, <laughs> if we made sixty, you got wait, you guys are getting paid. <laughs> you guys are getting paid. Uh, no, it's just and and obviously not bring that up to like make light of his situation. It's just to point out that like, dude, it is heart wrenching and entertaining and dramatic and just like it's everything that you want pro golf to be and that's what that's kind of what i was saying at the beginning is like dude when everybody is just safe and comfy and everybody's got a couple of wins it's like god who gives a shit who wins man (laughs) and so you get to this point where it's like god i hope it's like tiger or rory or spieth or like someone like nate lashley who's like a you know a complete life changer or or max you know is like a is another good one it's it's i don't know it's a, it's in a weird spot and I know I'm I'm speaking as like the hyper hyper invested fan and the casual fan is probably not feeling this way but I don't know I think they're going to feel it more and more as we go on but if you're a casual fan that is you know becoming less more and more disillusioned with watching the highest level of golf like this is some interesting stories oh to follow oh my god yeah and so the yeah. we, the corn fairy finals now is like and way more watchable it's like, so, it's so much more watchable yeah. yeah like that's what I was telling you guys it's like all of a sudden, I'm watching six players whose names I learned this afternoon, yeah. and I'm like hanging on every single shot, you know. Wait, and I, why is that this. so different than like watching six guys who I know intimately? And like, it really seems like it should be the opposite, and it just isn't. Wait to hear this. This is from Will Gray. This is the first year that the KF, KFC tour used uh, points instead of money to determine your card and your promotion. Uh, points. Uh, Vince Whaley finished 25th. Chris Baker finished 26th. Money list, Baker 25th, Whaley 26th. Oh, man. So the new the new setup cost Baker his, his tour card. So it's tough. You got, he'll have another chance. And like there's a, there's a whole bunch a whole bunch of guys will have another chance here in the in the finals, and it'll, be, uh, it'll the, be fun to watch. The finals is like, I think we've said it on here before too, but like I think they've done a, I, I don't know about making it kind of like the only path to the tour and all, all that stuff, but. The finals is an awesome product, I think. I mean, they, it's cool courses, it's cool fields, it's a great mix of like. I mean, you were reading some of the names earlier that finished outside the 125 on the. Oh, PGA that are going to be coming down from the PGA. Yeah, which yeah. I don't know if any all of them will play or not, but like, there's some big ass names in there, and you've got them going up against the Justin Lowers and the Charlie Saxons and like people like that, and it's just it's awesome to see those guys kind of fight it out. So that's 
you know, I know we kind of bagged on the tour a lot, but that's one thing I think has been guys super successful the last couple of years. Played in the Ryder Cup like 11 months ago. Yeah. They're like, no playing for their cards not to name any names oh and look it could be anyone i could be talking about anyone um why don't you guys tell me about the uh women's am oh randy go ahead the the best it was the best telecast i was up there. well it that's was not because the corn fairy was good fair. too yeah so I'll, I'll take that back it's the one i watched the most of I, i'm really the fox broadcasts are growing on me though i do want to say that i think they do an excellent job Everybody seems to become Shane. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I don't think I was ever out on them. Mm. Shane and uh, Julie Inkster, Brad Faxon. Yeah, they did a great um, job. Brett Quigley was others. out there yeah, roll, rolling, you, ball, Quigley. rolling balls around the green and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, um, it was a commercial free thanks to uh, which Rolex. I don't want to be speaking out of both sides of my mouth by any means. Today, yeah, yeah. we'll get there. Today, yeah. it was <laughs> they could have had commercials. <laughs> there was a lot of downtime. <laughs> yeah. The, the finals was... Um, but earlier in the week, of, it made for, for yeah, great exactly. television. Yeah. Um, so the final four, right, came down to Albain Valenzuela from Switzerland, who is a current Stanford Cardinal. Uh, she defeated... Shout out to Coach Walker. <laughs> yeah, that's really... Yeah. yeah. Beautiful country, if I may add. <laughs> um, she defeated Mega Ganny, and then uh, Gabby Ruffles defeated Andrea Lee, I believe Andrea Lee uh, was another Stanford Cardinal. Um, but Please. you were texting with Gabby's brother, Ryan, yeah, who's another, somewhat a friend of the friend of the program. I'd say friend of the program, yeah. Showed up in Wild World Golf number one. Exactly. Um, so, so Gabby's story is kind of nuts. Uh, so she obviously ended up winning um, and beating Valenzuela in the uh, in the final, which was spectacular. Well, final. take me through the t- final final holes. So Gabby was trailing basically all of day, all the day. Oh. All the day. All the day long. All the day long. It's the 1920s. She was trailing for much of the day uh, and flipped it on, I believe, 15. Um, she f- squared the she match. Flipped that shit, flipped Larry. That shit, Larry. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she squared the match and basically came to 17, which is like this 170 yard Which is really three. 35. Because they're, right, pl- they're playing 36 hole. holes. Yeah, 36 holes. Yeah. In, in the heat down here in the southeast, that's no small feat. Yeah, exactly. So she sticks it to like six feet. Uh, makes birdie on 17 and then sticks it to probably 20 feet on 18. Uh, Valenzuela comes in like after she sees her hit it to 20 feet, she sticks it to probably seven feet. Um, just an awesome, like two awesome shots into 18. And then Gabby makes this like curler, uh, to just shut the door and, and not even, uh, make it, make it dramatic on 18. So her backstory, which is kind of wild is she was like a all kind of, you know, all Australian junior national tennis player until she was 14 and basically like got to the you know point where she was 14 and was like i don't actually really enjoy this all that much and i definitely don't want to commit my life to this so she just quit she started playing golf literally five years ago <laughs> and just like and now she won the usam like imagine I, that's i cannot state how freaking impressive that is to do that so um just yeah it's just awesome i don't know it's again like it's cool to just see like you know, something that means, means something to people, you know, it's, it's cool to see, uh, kind of raw emotion and nerves and, and all that stuff. So fun golf. They were yeah. at old Waverly, uh, golf course. And this week we're going to Pinehurst number two and number four for the men's USAM. Uh, I think Toronto's headed up there for a little, a, at least a day or two. Um, so hopefully some, some dispatches from up there, but you guys like them playing, playing both courses. Well, as long as the, you know, the participants are fully aware that it is, you know, spread out over a couple of days instead of 
for the qualifiers. They were not didn't communicate that very clearly. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I would have loved to have been there for it had I known it was a two day qualifier. Um, That's but, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's yeah, it's exciting. No, this is going to be a really good one. I, I think Pinehurst is like I've, I've said it before. It's like my favorite course to play in the states, and it's probably it's not. I mean, it's not like a links course. It's obviously inland, but like a, the way a golf course should play yeah, firm totally. and fast and like angles mattering. Like it's as good as a tournament golf course as you can get. And um, a lot for, of people, top players, a lot of people haven't seen number four, which was just totally redone by uh Gil Hans. Shout out to the golfer's journal. Uh, there was a little piece in there. If anybody's interested in, hey, no, we're not in, doing that here. In reading on, that. We're not doing that here. Uh, but it turned out awesome. Like number four is really cool. I, it's, it's uh, a little more resort friendly than number two. Like, I don't know if, if guys are going to just absolutely chew it up. Um, but you know, whatever it doesn't really matter. They're playing the finals on number two and and all that stuff. So uh, actually, I think they're. I'm sorry, I take that back. They might be playing the. They're playing both courses. Both courses for the 36 yeah. hole final, which is kind of sweet. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good stuff to come this week, and it's kind of USGA SZN. Yeah. Right now, big stuff tomorrow. Well, yeah. Not to uh, just a little teaser out there for the folks. I think the big guy's going to get up to Old Chatham to the U.S. Senior Amateur. Really? Yeah. In well, a couple weeks. What are at you? The end you, of August. You chasing a hard nosed story up there, or what? I'm going to do some on the ground reporting. No, we're just going to kick up some dirt. See what's <laughs> up there. <laughs> yeah. Hey boys, big Randy reporting for me. What's the scuttlebutt out there today? <laughs> well, that'd be great. Yeah. So. And uh, last USGA note, I believe we have another qualifier for uh, Big Solly, Big Sir. By the time this will be posted, I might, or uh, by the time you're listening, I might already be out there. You but uh, mid-am qualifier tomorrow. 18 holes or 36? It is 18 <laughs> holes. For sure. Justin Huber on the bag for me tomorrow. Um, I have barely touched a club over the last month. I don't even, I don't even touch a club. I don't even, when I go home, I don't even touch <laughs> a club. When I go to club. Europe, I don't even touch a club. I don't even club. touch a club. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm just going to send it. So, Where are you playing? Yeah, San Jose Country Club here in Jacksonville. So about uh, about 30 minutes away. Donald Ross? Is that Donald right? Ross course. The yeah. boss, Donald Played Ross. Played a practice round today. I actually really enjoyed it. It yeah. sets up really well for me. Great. So, to be prepared for me to uh, bitch about some pins the next time the <laughs> really, mics are on It sets though. up really well for me. We saw, I hated the setup. It was... <laughs> We saw some of the pins today. If they double cut and roll them tomorrow like they said they might, it's going to be some some interesting situations, but we'll see. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we will see you again next week, probably. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.